Good morning, everybody. If you would stand, let's worship together. Glad y'all are here. Those on whom his favor rests. 
to us the sun is given. Let every heart prepare a throne. Let every nation under heaven come and worship. Do not be afraid. No, no, no. My soul, my soul, magnifies the Lord. You're the healer, you're the healer, 
of the sick and the broken. You are comfort for every heart that mourns. Our King, our Savior forever. For eternity, we will sing of all you've done. For eternity, we will sing of Thank you for um, your presence here. 
this morning. Thank you for uh, the plan of redemption through your son, Jesus. That we spent the past couple weeks just focusing in on. You're the hope of the world, Lord. Thank you for using us. I just pray that this morning that uh, you would give us clean hearts. That we will lay down any distractions. Lay down our sins, Lord, at your feet. Ask for forgiveness. Turn away from those things. And you're faithful to forgive us. That's good news. We're not worthy, Lord, but uh, because of Jesus, because of the blood of, of Jesus, we are. So this morning, that's where we're standing as believers, lifting up these songs, singing just about who you are. Fill us up, Lord. We worship you you alone. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So today we get to do something really special. A few weeks ago, I had a conversation with one of our sixth graders who said she wanted to be closer to God, who said she wanted to, to take her faith journey seriously for herself. And so today we get to celebrate a baptism, a profession of faith. So I'm going to invite Reagan and her parents and brother and sister up. Brothers and sisters in Christ, through baptism we are brought into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the Spirit. All this is God's gift offered to us without price. Today is my joy to present to you Reagan Bridges Abney for baptism. Reagan, on behalf of this church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord, along with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? Church family. Do you as Christ's body, the church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? If so, say we do. Will you nurture one another in the Christian faith and life and include Reagan now before you in your prayers? With God's help, we will proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ. We will surround Reagan with a community of love and forgiveness that she may grow in her service to others. We will pray for her that she may be a true disciple who walks in the way that leads to life. Eternal Father, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land which you promised. In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus, nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and to make disciples of all nations. Pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this gift of water, and Reagan, who will receive it, to wash away her sins and clothe her in righteousness throughout her life, 
that dying and being raised with Christ, she may share in his final victory. hands on her. Reagan, today you make this choice for yourself. So today, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Spirit work within you, that being born through water and the Spirit, you may be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ all, all the days of your life. Amen. Now it is our joy to welcome our new sister in Christ. Through baptism, you are incorporated by the Holy Spirit into God's new creation and made to share in Christ's royal priesthood. We are all one in Christ Jesus. With joy and thanksgiving, we welcome you as a member of the family of Christ. Members of the household of God, I commend Reagan to you, to your love and care. Do all in your power to increase her faith, confirm her hope, and perfect her in love. We give thanks for all that God has already given you, and we welcome you in Christian love as members together with you in the body of Christ and in this congregation of the United Methodist Church. We renew our covenant faithfully to participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Now, church family, I hope you learn Reagan's name and face and that you pray for her and encourage her as she makes this decision this day. And may the God of all grace, who has called us to eternal glory in Christ, establish you, Reagan, and strengthen you by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you may live in grace and peace. Amen. And now I'd like to invite all the children forward for the children's moment. So if you're a kid, come on. Good morning. Is that everybody? All right. Have any of you ever seen the movie The Grinch? Yes. Yeah, you've seen The Grinch. Anyone else? Yeah? Okay. So we know there's Whoville, right? And there's people in love, living in Whoville. And what do the people in Whoville love? Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, they're buying all these gifts, and they're singing, and they're happy, and there's decorations everywhere. But the story is called The Grinch because the main character is this guy named The Grinch. And what do we know about The Grinch? He hates Christmas. He hates Christmas, right? He doesn't like it at all. And he comes up with this big plan that he's going to go down to Whoville, and he's going to ruin Christmas, Right? He's going to take away all their decorations. He's going to eat the Christmas tree. He's going to eat their roast out of the refrigerator. Like, he's just trying to ruin it all, right? So if you've seen the movie, he goes and does all of that. But does he actually ruin Christmas? No. He doesn't ruin Christmas because all the Who's come together and they end up singing. And what we learn is that the Who's know that the decorations and the Christmas tree and the food, that's not what makes Christmas special, right? It's having love in your heart. And they still had love in their heart. And the Grinch couldn't take that away from them, could could he? No. Okay. Well, that's a made-up story, right? It's a make-believe story. The Grinch is not a real guy. But I'm going to tell you about a real-life Grinch. And that is a guy named King Herod. And he tried to steal the very first Christmas. Yeah. This really happened. Okay? So Jesus has been born, and the wise men are coming to find Jesus. We know that part of the story, right? And the king... Herod, he hears about this, and he's like, wait a second, Jesus is going to be king of the Jews? I'm the king. And he doesn't like that because he doesn't want anyone to take away his power. And so he tells the wise men, hey, y'all go find out where Jesus is, and then you come back and tell me. And I'm going to worship him, but he's not really going to worship him. You know what he's really trying to do to Jesus? He's trying to kill him. He's just a little baby. He's trying to kill him. And so the wise men go off, and they find Jesus, but they have a dream, and it says, don't go tell Herod. That's a bad idea, okay? And so the wise men are like, never mind. We're not going to tell Herod. And then Mary and Joseph, an angel comes to Joseph and says, you need to run away. Herod's trying to kill Jesus. And so they flee to Egypt, and they get away. 
So was King Herod actually able to ruin the first Christmas? No, he wasn't, right? So we have two stories where we have a Grinch who's trying to ruin things, and it's not successful. Do you know that there's people that are Grinches today? Yeah. There's people that try to steal away your joy all the time. They're grumpy, and they try to make you mad, and they do things that just really bum you out and make you sad. But I'm here to tell you that just like King Herod wasn't successful, and just like the Grinch wasn't successful, if we have the love of Jesus in our hearts, they're not going to be successful at taking our joy away. We're going to be full of it, okay? All right, let's say a prayer. Dear Lord, thank you so much for the joy that you fill our hearts with. I just pray that you would keep us... um, remembering that you are the source of that joy and that no one can take it from us. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, welcome to worship and Merry Christmas. Because as you may or may not know, today we are in the fifth day of the 12 days of Christmas. So we're glad that you chose to worship with us today. And uh, if you did not get this candle when you walked in, I'm going to ask you to either go get one from the box in the back or Chance will bring you one or Al um, because we'll need this at the end of worship because we're doing things a little differently this morning. And so at the end of worship, if you have um, an offering to give or an attendance sheet that you fill out, we'll ask that you put in the offering plates on the side table and the back table because I'm a little scared of fire and passing things. But I am glad that you chose to worship with us today as, as we continue our celebration. And then just as we worship together, I want to take an opportunity and lift up this calendar that's in our bulletins. And to, to really lift up a couple of things that are coming up. The first is that our Wednesday night live programming will kick off January 8th. And so that's children, youth, Adults, all classes will kick off that night, so we hope that you'll mark that date and join us that night because it'll be a a fun night to get back together after the Christmas season. And then also, if you have a youth, I want you to pay special attention to Sunday, January 12th because Sunday, January 12th, that night, we're going to invite all of our youth and their parents to come and join us for a time of a potluck dinner. And worship, my friend, Reverend Michael Lindsay, is going to come and bring a word. And we're going to have some parent versus youth games to see who comes out the winner. And really just come together and prepare ourselves for our spring semester. So I hope that if you have a youth, that you will mark that date and join us. And then also, I want to lift up what's on the back of the calendar. As you may or may not know, we are entering our capital campaign, which we are calling Rooted in Christ, because our daily scripture reading that we started last year had such an effect on everyone, this Rooted in Christ daily scripture reading that really grew bigger than our church. It's something that stuck, that made a difference. And so we're calling our capital campaign Rooted in Christ Because whether or not we as a church build or whatever we do, we as a church want to be rooted in our Savior. We want to make sure that prayerfully we discern what our next steps need to be. Because outside of worship, we're out of space. What does it look like for us to make a space for intersection that's permanent? To give our youth real space instead of being tucked away in a corner where they can't all fit? What does it mean for us to, to bring our children downstairs so that they don't have to navigate the stairs? What does it mean for us to create a space for connection so that we're not just three different worship services, but we have a space for us as a church family to come and to know one another? And so there's more information about that on the back of your calendar. And I invite you, encourage you to pray. We'll be sending out a second newsletter. You should be getting it in the next day or two. But I really encourage you just to pray with us and to, to join in the conversation that we'll be having over the next couple months. But now, 
as the worship team starts to come back. We're going to prepare our hearts um, to hear God's word on this day of still Christmas. And so may we uh, sing joyfully and boldly.
never stop, you never stop working. Never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you work. Today we're going to be in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 13 through 23, where it reads, Now after they, the wise men, had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt. And remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night, and went to Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Out of Egypt I have called my son. When Herod saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, he was infuriated. And he sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had learned from the wise men. This was fulfilled. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing in loud lamentation. Rachel weeping for her children. She refused 
to be consoled because they are no more. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who were seeking the child's life are dead. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. There he made his home in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He will be called Nazarene. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Christmas is a time of celebration, a time of joy. A time when we fill our time with people we love, with bright Christmas lights, singing Christmas carols, baking holiday cookies, playing board games, watching feel-good movies. Christmas is the season I look forward to every year because it seems so often in Christmas where we see people so easily go the extra mile. The season where we truly can see goodwill. Where perhaps our faith in humanity can be restored some. And yet, as we gather here today on the fifth day of Christmas to continue the celebration, we encounter this passage from Matthew 2, And we stop. Because how is this a part of the Christmas story? Kate and I were talking this morning when she said that King Herod's like the Grinch. And I said, oh yeah, I... When my family was watching A Christmas Carol this week, I started thinking about Ebenezer Scrooge. And we want to rewrite this story because it's Christmas. And so we want to rewrite this story. We want King Herod to be like the Grinch or to be like Ebenezer Scrooge. Men whose hearts were two sizes too small, whose hearts had become hardened to people, to compassion. We want him to have a chance to get some perspective. A chance to remember the true reason. The true motive of God coming. We want King Herod to say the words, God bless us everyone. We want him to join the celebration. But we don't get to rewrite this story. And instead, we encounter this passage, the deaths of these children, and in the middle of Christmas, we are reminded of the presence of real evil in our world. This is part of the Christmas story, not just a Christmas story. That into a broken and sinful world of death and violence and hate, into this world, Into our world, God came, entering time, taking on flesh to be Emmanuel, God with us. God with us in the face of the evil and the brokenness. There will always be things that happen in our lives and in our world that make us stop and question Things that make us want to to lose hope. Things that try to steal our faith, that try to steal our light. But we cannot allow that because we are not a people with just a pretty story that fits right and makes us feel good for a moment. We are not a people with an idle hope. We are a people with a living hope, with a living Lord. We are a people with a God who has already told us 
that there is no end. There is only healing and love and wholeness coming. The truth that one day evil will be vanquished and death and sin will be no more. This is our truth. But when the things come into our lives, into our world that make us stop and make us question, for the things that come and happen that cause us grief, when things happen that bring pain to us and to those we care about, when acts of true evil make the news headlines, once again, we must remember our truth. The truth that Harry could not silence nor pilot with the cross. That the light of the world has come and the darkness has not, could not, will not overcome it. Christmas, sadly, no matter the lights, no matter the good memories, no matter the moments of of faith in humanity being restored, Christmas doesn't take away our heartbreak. Christmas doesn't stop bad things from happening. But Christmas, God with us, Emmanuel, is the reminder of who our God is is the reminder that our God is with us that the darkness though it may feel overwhelming and consuming though it may be heartbreaking at times the darkness can never overcome us Because for us who know Jesus as Lord and Savior, he places a light within us. That even in the face of sometimes overwhelming darkness, his light stays with us. This light of hope and peace and joy, and love. This light that we get to bear witness to with our lives. For all the world to see, for all the world to know, we bear witness to his light that has come. For the moments that scare us, yet we keep going. For the moments where we are hurt, Yet we continue to choose to be kind. Yet we continue to choose to show compassion. For the moments that we grieve. But we do not become lost in our grief. For the moments... that we see the brokenness and the evil and the darkness in this world, yet we still, we pause and we grieve, but we still proclaim Jesus as Lord, the light that has come that will not has not, cannot be overcome, yet we still proclaim his hope in the face of this. 
We bear our light. We live in faithful witness. And so today, as we close in worship, may these lights encourage us. May they remind us of the light that Christ has placed within us that never leaves us, never forsakes us. So today, may we stand and sing boldly for our light has come. No matter what comes in this world, no matter what breaks our heart, our God will heal us and our God will bring us wholeness. So let us now stand and sing.
worship, I'm going to invite the Allens up and anyone who'd like to come with them. Um, so if you did not know, today is the Allens' last Sunday with us as they prepare for their new journey. And so today we want to, as we go forth, want to say a blessing over them. Let us pray. God, in your mercy, you brought all of us together and made us family. And we give thanks for the time that we have had with Ashley and David and Lucy. And for the love and the presence that they have given to our church. Lord, as we prepare to not say goodbye, but see you soon. Lord, we just ask for your mercy, for your courage, for them, your strength and your comfort. Lord, we ask that you find, find them a community, a faith community, a community of friends and people to love them and to encourage them and to do life with them. We ask that every step of the way that they remember your love, remember our prayers, go with them. And Lord, we just ask that, that every day finds for them a reminder of your presence and your love for them. Help all of us to live lives of faithful witness as we are sure that they will do. May we all be encouraged by your light, by your hope, and by the truth that you are with us every step of the way. It's in your son's name we pray now as we go forth. Amen.